Remember something? You gave up gambling. This isn't gambling. This would not be gambling. Gambling involves risk. It involves chance. It involves uncertainty. This is just taking advantage of an extraordinary business opportunity. You're listening to the Bets and Quotes podcast on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Yeah. Wouldn't this be insane if I just hit the buzzer? But I'm not going to. Oh. He wins 31,000. Oh. I swear to you. Oh my God! What? It's CR. No. Are you no. thirty-one thousand five hundred? Yeah! Let's go, Carl. Are you kidding? I, I am not kidding. Oh my! Carl, you just won thirty-one thousand five hundred dollars. Carl! 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 Are you kidding me? How are we going to play the game? How are we going to play? Let's go! Wow. What? Carl, how do you feel? Dude. Carl. Carl, are you there? I'm still here. Does anyone have the dump button? Because, oh my God. What? Welcome to the Bets and Quotes podcast. I got the horse right here. The name is Paul Revere. And here's a guy that says if the weather's clear, can do can do this guy says the horse can do if he says the horse can do can do can do i think in valentine because on the morning line the guy has got him bigger than five to nine but make it effort half he wins it by a half according to this here in the television welcome to the bets and quotes podcast i am thrilled to be joined tonight by special guest host carl rotman carl how you doing tonight doing good doing good bets good to talk to you it's been a little bit yeah, it's been a been a lot of it, but uh, yes, great to have you on the show. We've got lots of reasons to have you on the show tonight. Um, it's actually unbelievable timing that uh, you're on the show this week. So um, sometimes <laughs> things just work out really well. Um, I open the show tonight with a clip from the classic horse racing movie, Let It Ride. Uh, Carl, have you ever seen Let It Ride? Um, I cannot say that I have. It is a brilliant movie, uh, stars Richard Dreyfus, and it's basically like one guy's heater at the racetrack. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's a whole lot of fun. I pulled so much audio from this. Um, so for the next few weeks, you're going to be hearing lots of clips to open the show from, uh, from Let It Ride. Uh, you like to play the ponies though, right? I do like to play the ponies. Yeah. The, the mood strikes me every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, it's fun to go out to uh, Canterbury whenever I'm in town and uh, and play the pups a little bit out there. Uh, yeah, it's lots of lots of fun. It's a it's a it's a really good movie. It, it I hadn't seen it in a couple of decades, and it really holds up. It's a it's a fun ride. So uh, that's my that's my movie recommendation for the night. Let it ride. Well, part of the reason uh, we want to have you on tonight is we are going to be not only talking about the initials jackpot record that's going to be hit tomorrow, but also the Daytona 500, which is coming up this weekend. Carl is going to be uh, handicapping that for us a little bit and talking through 
the Daytona 500. We're also going to go down memory lane, and uh, I got a classic little clip uh, that we can uh, play for you. And then quotes notes, um, quote, neither quotes is here. The original OG quotes and the replacement Smitty Oom quotes, uh, neither one are here tonight. So we are going to do a special quotes notes. It's basically going to be an AMA with Carl. So I'm going to fire off some questions at him and uh, see how close to the truth we get out of that. So... Lots of fun stuff coming your way tonight. Um, I did want to mention, Carl, did you do the uh, prop bet thing that uh, that Smitty rolled out for everybody? Um, I actually did not. Oh, man. I you know. Mi- I suck. You missed out. You had a great opportunity to win. I don't... I can't, I don't know how many final entries there were. It was something like 40 or 50. Um, but Smitty was in charge of it all, did a great job. Um, him and I bet a Kaniac head to head on the prop bets. He beat me. So I owe him two Kaniacs now. This podcast is getting expensive all of a sudden. <laughs> but, um, no, the, uh, the grand prize for the, uh, for whoever of the Rubes got the highest score was a Kaniac and a $20 futures bet on next year's Super Bowl champion. And I am excited to announce that the winner of that is none other than our friend Hussy Van. Uh, Hussy. Yes. Hussy is the big winner out of that. So, uh, he's gonna, he's gonna pick that up. Now, last year he got married and wasn't able to make it out on the Vegas trip. So I bought him a $20 ticket on the Vikings to win the Super Bowl, which um, I'm assuming he has ripped up by now, um, probably about four <laughs> weeks ago or so. Um, so he will, he'll get another chance to do that all over again um, and, and do another uh, 20 bucks on another team. Carl, if you had to pick one NFL team right now to win the Super Bowl next year, who, who are you rolling with? Oh, man. I mean, it's hard not to say the Chiefs at this point. I mean, you've got Mahomes on a bum, you know, on a bum leg, being able to just throw it all around the field to people like castoffs from other teams. Right. You know, the, the seventh round running back, the defense looked all right. But I mean, everyone had trouble stopping the the one yard quarterback sneak from Philly this year. I'm going with the Chiefs. Going with the Chiefs. He's officially going with the Chiefs. All right. I like it. That's a it's a great call. So, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> it's a safe bet. It is. I think they're six to one, but I mean, hell, if they win it, that's, you know, that's a six to one return on your money. It's not nothing to sneeze at. That's for sure. Now, this past Super Bowl, um, I am happy to say that, uh, a lot of us in our little inner circle all walked away. Somehow we all walked away from the Super Bowl as winners. Um, Smitty won a bunch of our Rube polls that we did. Um, I had a side bet with Al that he won, so Al made money off of it. Um, Carl, well, you also made money off the Super Bowl because you hit a nice <laughs> little parlay, did you not? Oh, that I can't I can't believe that actually hit. <laughs> <laughs> it almost hit in the first half. I was texting you, and you were like, "Don't jinx it! Don't jinx it!" <laughs> and then it, it took for Devonta Smith to get that like the deep bomb in the fourth for him to get over sixty yards. I was like, "Come on!" <laughs> Just a five-yard slant. That's all I need. <laughs> I know. He was sitting at 55. You needed 59 and a half. I'm like, come on. You know, the, the whole third quarter goes by, and I'm like, oh, shit, maybe I did jinx him. But, no, it delivered. Uh, Carl, you're, I think you're, uh, I think it was about six to one that you got paid out on that uh, on that parlay. So, well done, sir. Thank you. I can't take all the credit, but um, I was put on a couple of numbers, and I was like, well, let's give it a shot. So, <laughs> absolutely i'd say um that that's the amazing thing too i had a i had two parlays that missed 
that were like uh, DraftKings did at like four and a half to one. So I figure if I win one or the other, I'm still making good money on them. It was uh, the Chiefs to win, Mahomes over 225, and Kelsey over 75, which is pretty manageable. Or the mm-hmm. Eagles to win, Hurts over 200, and um, Smith over 55, basically your number. And I'm like, okay, well, even you know, obviously I can't win both because both teams can't win. But I'm like, those are pretty reasonable numbers. And, of course, um, the, the Chiefs was the one that won, um, except that Mahomes didn't get anywhere near 225, which is shocking to me uh, that he didn't get anywhere near 225. But, uh, yeah, so I ended up losing both of those. But, man, um, it was it was a really good day all around because my gut feeling was Chiefs in the over. And that's where, you know, a lot of my money was, was Chiefs in the over. And thankfully, that's what happened. And we got to enjoy a fun week in this city. Uh, the kid was off school on Wednesday because, yeah, they let out school <laughs> on days that there's parades in this town. And believe it or not, little lonely old Kansas City has had three parades in the last seven years between the Royals and Chiefs. So wait, things like that happen when teams win championships? I would have <laughs> no idea what that feels like. Exactly. And I remember, I remember I was in school in 87. I'm that old. And, uh, yeah, we never got out for the freaking parade. So, uh, yeah, things, things have changed. Uh, the only thing that sucks is my old employer used to give us the day off for the parade and my new employer, they don't. So, uh, I actually had to work and just watch it on TV, but. Womp womp. Yeah. Hopefully Minnesota will get to experience that. Um, I think if the Vikings ever do win the Super Bowl, they should just shut the state down for a week. That's my opinion. Oh, well, I'll be too drunk. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, good deal. Great Super Bowl. Made a lot of money. It's, uh, it's all good. So, and speaking of making money on gambling, uh, it's time for the bets update. Parker Bodge, Parker Bodge. And now that we're past football season, it's kind of get to be the slow season for gambling. So, you always kind of worry just a little bit in the back of my head that they're just not going to place bets for a while, but you know, um, they somehow they managed to, um, anyway. So just re quick recap of the Super Bowl bets. Um, Tommy ultimately won the three year Chiefs bet. Um, he, uh, he said three years ago that the Chiefs would win the Super Bowl within the next three years. Um, that was against Corey and Chris. Uh, he won a hundred dollars from each. And somebody, when I posted that, actually requested that we do the audio on the podcast of Tommy placing that bet. So here you go, uh, Tommy placing the winning three-year Chiefs bet. Like if I, if we if I said I bet you they don't win a Super Bowl in the next three years, what side of the bet would you be on? I, I would I, definitely take that bet. I, I, would, I would too. I would I agree they're they going to win. It. You think that they will or will not? I think they will not. I think will they not. will. I'd take the win for so, sure. In the next three? Yeah. What if I said next two? No, three is probably my. I think the highest is probably the next two years, but yeah, give me three. I'm in on the no for three years if you want. I think Chris is too, yeah, Tommy. Man, if you want I'll that action, it. yeah, let's take it. If I put up a hundred bucks, would you guys put up a hundred fifty? Sure. Why? Well, let's just do it even. It should be even. Well, would you do it? I'd do it for. I'd do it. Let's do. I'd do even money on three years. What about one fifty for? You do one. No, I'm not giving you odds. I'm giving you three years to win it. The bet is whether he's going to win it in three years. Just kiss my left nut. Yeah, why don't you just kiss my left nut? (laughs) All right, I'm on my way over. (laughs) Well, just think about it. Don't we don't have to book it yet? Just think about it. We got time. No, I don't hold back. Let's just do it. Straight up, even. All right, right, whatever. And Hawk, you're in it as well. For sure. Hundred bucks. Mark it down. 
Hawk and I say the Chiefs will not win a Super Bowl in the next three years. You're betting Should we make a field more? Should we put more money up? I don't care. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, do 100 a year. Yo. Should we do that? 300 a piece? Yeah, if it gets to the third year, it's 300. But if it gets to the first year, if they win it this year, it's 100 bucks. Next year, 100 a year. It, yeah, then it. Oh, we pay up every year? I'm confused. Or is it build up? Yeah, no, yeah, no let's, just, let's just keep it simple. Yeah, who cares? Let's just do 100 bucks. Okay, Duh. cool. Duh. Life is better with money on the line. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, it was it was nearly a three hundred dollar per person bet, but Tommy made it a little bit too complicated, and Chris uh, Chris got bored. God, he almost had a windfall. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a, a nice little payout. It would have been six hundred dollars in uh, old Tommy's pocket there. But uh, yeah, nice. Uh, Nice little trip down memory lane there with the uh, the audio. So great suggestion. Um, always fun to uh, to pull the audio. I should I should do that more. I should pull the audio from when they make these bets, um, and then uh, might be might be fun to play back, especially like long term bets um, from back in the day. The you'd be doing uh, better than the uh, sorry, you'd be doing better than the uh, interim producer on the Common Man program, apparently. Yeah, I, I saw him get ripped a little bit on Twitter for uh, not pulling a lot of audio. I rip him because he didn't do the Zach Halverson one, because we did that in well, our, the- our preposterous statement tournament, and he didn't do the 15,000 feet into water thing. I'm like, come on. No, that totally could have happened in like a Mission Impossible or a Bond movie. Real life. <laughs> I mean, just, just, water gets a little hard after a little bit. I mean, Zach after, is- after a couple feet in the air. I'm telling you, Zach had his own damn region in our tournament. I'm like Zach, Zach was way <laughs> underrepresented in the uh, the official PST, but uh, fun nonetheless. And yeah, Tenna needs to uh, he needs to pull a little more audio. Yeah, let's put that fire under him. Um, as far as the other bets go, uh, Corey won the Super Bowl draft one because the Chiefs won. So Corey walked off with five hundred dollars for that one. Um, Sauce won his bet versus Hawk for two hundred bucks. Rosie won his bet versus Hawk for a hundred dollars. Hawk had a really rough day. He lost every bet. He lost. He lost versus Tommy. He lost versus the bet that Corey won. He lost versus Sauce. Lost versus Rosie. And then we had the Waste Management Phoenix Open uh, final round. Lawyer Lambert walks off with the $2,000 win as Scotty Scheffler takes home the uh, Waste Management Open. So $2,000 in Lawyer Lambert's pocket and another $200 out of Chris's pocket. So I think all told, it was $700 that Chris lost on Super Bowl Sunday. Woof. You know what? He's still winning because he's in Cabo right now. So exactly and that'll be like one spin for him in vegas like he'll first machine like spin number three he'll take home like a twenty seven hundred dollar hand pay or something so uh, i don't think he's too worried about it yeah he'll win that at treasure island next friday (laughs) (laughs) that's true that's true he's gonna be a ti for the uh for the big show so uh, yeah he'll he'll just he'll have no problems recouping uh recouping that loss but it was kind of funny every single bet he was on the wrong side of on super bowl sunday so All a part of the plan. (laughs) All part of the plan. Uh, Last thing we're going to talk about, and this will kind of be a segue into uh, to your area expertise, but they actually did a Daytona bet today, which is awesome. They've done these um, in the past a little bit. Um, I think it's I think it's really cool because I can't tell you the number of rubes that will comment on, you know, either the bet result or if I do an update. 
um, about I am only watching this because the power trip bet on it. And I'm like, that's <laughs> that's kind of cool because, you know, I know there's I know there's a lot of gearheads in the uh, the power trip audience, but, um, you know, it's kind of cool when it brings in like a larger audience. I mean, I'm I'm the kind of guy I'll maybe watch a few NASCAR races a year, but I'm I'm no expert. I don't you know, it's, it's much more of a, uh, of, of an outsider view from my standpoint, but you know, it's, it's kind of cool if something like that brings some people into it. So, um, we've got, uh, for the Daytona bet, it's they, they, the way they did this year, cause in the past they've done 50 bucks and then it doubles if somebody wins this year, they did a hundred bucks a piece, but somebody has to win it for it to actually get paid out. So if none of these drivers mm-hmm. win, then, uh, then nobody gets paid out. The uh, quick rundown, in case you missed it, Corey's got Kyle Busch, Rosie's got Denny Hamlin, Sauce has Ryan Blaney, Zach has Joey Logano, Lieber has Martin Truex Jr. That was kind of the longer shot, but Lieber's a little bit more of a gearhead than these guys. And then uh, Tommy took Bubba Wallace. So Bush, Hamlin, Blaney, Logano, Truex, and Wallace are the six guys to watch. If one of them hits... Then, uh, then we have a winner. If not, we just get a big old push. So, uh, so we'll talk more about that in just a second with Carl, um, and get his Daytona 500 breakdown. The last bet, um, I didn't even have it on the agenda tonight because it kind of broke late. Um, during the after party podcast today, they got to talking about the, uh, the, the initials game that's taking place tomorrow as we record this. And, uh, and Sauce and Hawk, uh, or Sauce and, uh, Corey were on opposite sides of who they thought would win. They started talking through it a little bit. So, uh, they ended up betting on it. So Corey's got Audra for a hundred dollars versus, uh, Sauce has Tatum for a hundred dollars. And it's the same kind of thing. If neither one of them wins it, then it's just a push. So if any of the other three ladies, uh, happen to win, then, uh, then it's a push. But, uh, yeah, Sauce versus, uh, Hawk, or I keep saying Hawk, Sauce versus Corey for $100 um, in Vinicius tomorrow. Carl, uh, if you had to place a wager, uh, who who would you go with out of the five ladies? I think I would have to go with Audra. Um, just because if you look at her pre-tournament, she was great. She was, you know, she was ringing, she was doing well. And, and then when the tournament came around, everything just went pear-shaped. So I think it's a uh, it's a bounce back for Audra this week. She gets back into her groove, and I think she wins. But I, I wouldn't. Don Mitchell, I think, is the is the biggest wild card here. She might, she might surprise some people. Yeah, I completely agree. It's it, you know we have no read on on how she will do. Uh, I, yeah, I, I would definitely say that too. I would think um, you know if I had to bet on somebody other than Audra, Don would be the uh, the choice for me as well. Um, and I agree. I think I think Audra is. I think the tournament was just a fluke. Um, you know, and it just got played over and over because there's been. I mean, Meat Sauce, Corey. Parish, Marty, they all get shut out from time to time. Hers just happened to be during the tournament and it was made a huge deal of. But um yeah, I, I definitely I think she's the chalk and that's I think that's where my money would be as well. So should be fun tomorrow. Uh yeah. <laughs> and especially with uh Corey and Sauce having some side action on it. It'll always makes the initials just a little more interesting with money on the line. It's time for the weekly segment of Your Thoughts. Copyright Dark Star. All right. Well, a couple of the reasons we want to have Carl on this week and why the timing works out so brilliantly is uh, the Daytona 500 happens to be this week. Um, so we're going to talk through that a little bit. And uh, tomorrow also happens to be the day that the initials jackpot 
ties the record 31,500 that Carl won. So we're going to talk about that as well. So just really good timing. Let's start off with the Daytona 500 though, Carl. The big, you know, they say this a lot. You hear this refrain. It's the biggest race of the year and it's the first race of the year. Um, as a, as a big racing fan, um, wh- what's your thought on that? Would you, would you rather have the Daytona 500 like at the end of the season or do you love that the, uh, the season kicks off with the biggest race of the year? Honestly, I, I, cause this gets debated pretty much every year when this, uh, pops up but i would always rather have it be the beginning of the year it's just an awesome way so years ago it used to be a thing called speed weeks where you know teams would be down in daytona for like two weeks you know and there'd be all this huge coverage like back when fox took over in 2001 i mean they had they were doing practices on fx they were, had stuff on speed channel i mean it was every day there was something going on and it created all these like awesome storylines to not only get you through the first you know two weeks in Daytona, but it also, you know, start carrying some of those storylines through the, through the season. Now with budget cuts and the way things are now, it's more like speed five days instead of speed weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would always, I would rather have it be at the beginning of the year than at the end. Now they kind of did a thing where the Daytona, what used to be the July 4th race is now the end of the quote unquote regular season in, I believe it's August now which is like kind of like prime hurricane season. So it gets a little dicey in Daytona. <laughs> always good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's always kind of nice. But I don't know. Daytona is always a little bit of a crapshoot just because of the nature of super speedway racing. Yeah. And, and for uh, for the more novices out here, the super speedway, I'm assuming that's like they have longer straightaways. And so they get higher speeds and that can lead to more crashes. Is that the right line of thinking? Um, yes and no. So super speedways, there are two, you could say three, I'm going to say two. Um, there are two on the, on the calendar. It's Talladega and Daytona. Both of them are about, are between 2.5 and 2.66 miles in length. And then the banking and the turns are about, it's, I think it ranges from like 32 to 34 degrees between the tracks. So what that essentially means is you can go around the entire track and not you know, not touch the brake. You just hold Ooh. it full throttle the entire time. Um, and so they try and find ways to slow the cars down to keep things safe because, you know, cars would, tri- you know, be flipping into the grandstands if they get, you know, turned backwards. Mm-hmm. So they try to slow the cars down, but in turn, when they slow the cars down, they also bunch them all up together. The way it always gets described is it's gridlock traffic at 200 miles an hour. <laughs> Well, that's uh, that's kind of crazy. So, so how do the, how what techniques do they use to slow them down? Um, so this year, so they used to use a thing called restrictor plates, which essentially limited the amount of air that would come into the engine, um, and so it would also limit the horsepower that would get turned by the engine. So it you know dropped the horsepower down to like you know three hundred fifty horsepower instead of you know five six hundred that they would be turning normally. But in doing that, it obviously bunched everything together. Nowadays, because of, again, budget cuts and everything, and just because of money being tight and all that, they all they do is they basically give the cars a bigger rear spoiler. And so that creates more drag, which in turn slows them down. Okay. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's cool. I've, I 
I've, I've heard of like the restrictor plate term and, you know, the concept of slowing him down, but I never really understood it um, beyond that. So it's a great explanation. I'm glad, see, I'm, I'm glad you're answering all these, uh, <laughs> these novice questions that, uh, that somebody like me has, you know, as far as the, uh, the crashes are crashes like a bigger thing at um, Daytona and super speedways, or is that just um, not necessarily the case? No, they, de- they definitely are just, because um, obviously with the cars bunched up a lot closer together, if one person loses it, there's a lot, you know, you, the reaction time to avoid something is almost non-existent. And a lot of times when these cars are bump drafting, they're literally hitting the car in front of them to make them go faster because they're, you know, getting, uh, they're in the draft. And so they push them and they're basically doing the shake and bake all the time. <laughs> wow. Um but the issue is if someone, you know, if someone's trying to correct and they have their wheel turned a little bit and someone doesn't, you know, the person behind them doesn't know that they're turning the wheel, bumps them to try and get them to go faster. It causes the car in front to lose it and spin off into the wall. And then it causes, you know, everyone else to try and react to what's going on. Um, that actually happened in the second uh, dual rate, qu- dual qualifying race uh, tonight where Kyle Busch got turned sorry Corey. um <laughs> kyle bush got turned and wrecked his car and collected probably three or four other people wow so, so. he's good so so when that happens like they've got like backup cars so it's not like he's out of the race or anything but i'm guessing like a backup car is probably less optimal um but usually it's less optimal um if you go to a backup car they usually um i believe the penalty is you just start at the rear of the field um, cause you're not using the same car that you qualified with that sort of thing. Um, they'll try and get it repaired, but I mean, if it's easier to just use a backup car since he wrecked in the qualifying race, he's going to be starting towards the back anyway. So, well, I guess, I guess, I guess you just have to go with break it by another, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, um, <laughs> you know, what's, what's another $300,000 for one of these cars? <laughs> exactly. So, well, that's awesome. That's, that's some really good, uh, background and detail around, uh, around Daytona and, uh, and what we're going to be looking at this weekend. Um, the one thing we can all agree on that listen to this podcast is life is better with money on the line. And that's the other reason we want to have you on, Carl, because, uh, one of the things we talked about is, you know, from time to time, we do rube bets, usually during our Patreon happy hours. Um, but we're going to do a, a special Patreon bet. For the Rubes, um, I'm going to throw 10 bucks on each of, I'm going to have you give me three drivers, um, that you think either, you know, represent good value, maybe they're favorites to win. And, uh, we're going to put 10 bucks each on these and hope to hit one and, uh, give, because, you know, the lowest odds at Daytona are, you know, right around like 10 to 1, 12 to 1 area. So if you just hit one, you're already getting like 10 or 12 to 1. So hopefully we can get somebody a, a, a paid off here today and we're relying 100% on your expertise. So, uh, who, who looks good out there? What do you, what do you, uh, what do you like and what should we bet on with the Rubes? <laughs> no pressure. Um, <laughs> so if I'm going to pick three drivers to, when I'll kind of go with a, a favorite, a middle of the road guy, and then kind of a, a longer shot. Um, the favorite that I would pick. So someone that's going to be around, you know, plus, you know, plus 1000 plus 1200 would have to be Ryan Blaney. Um, so meat sauce should be doing backflips over that. Okay. Um, Ryan Blaney has one of the highest, um, 
average finishes at these types of racetracks at super speedways. Um, if I get my thing out, he, in the last 12 races, we like when Carl speedways, gets his thing out. <laughs> go on. Uh, looky here. <laughs> looky here. <laughs> um, <laughs> love it. Um, so Blaney's average finish is about, he basically is averaging a top 10 over the past 12 races. He's, Finished around 10th place every time. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight top tens. And his lowest finish is a 30th when he got wrecked out. Um, mm-hmm. In races that he didn't get wrecked out, his lowest finish is a 15th. Oh, wow. So, I mean, He's... the dude is consistent. Um, he also he drives a Ford Pen- uh, Penske Ford. Um, Fords are super strong at super speedways. They're super strong at Daytona. Um, I think, actually tonight in the dual races a Ford won both the first and the second duels so um a lot's going for blaney he finished second two years ago and i believe i don't have it right in front of me but i believe he had a top five last year as well okay so so he's due he's due for a win in the in the actual 500 all right so we're riding with sauce with ryan blaney all right who who else you got all right, so the middle of the road guy. Uh, we're also going with another uh, person that someone on the show bet. Uh, we are going with Bubba Wallace. Um, let me pull up his stuff here. So Tommy's Bubba guy. Wallace, Tommy's guy. Yes, uh, eighteen to one is his odds, and I think that is way too low. Uh, or sorry, yeah, that is that is way too high. Is I can talk. <laughs> um, <laughs> the odds aren't reflective. They're uh, they should be lower for Bubba. Correct. Um, he he's kind of turned a corner over the past couple of years um, since joining Team Twenty Three Eleven, which is uh, a Toyota team owned by driver Denny Hamlin, who I believe is the outright favorite to win the five hundred. And it's also owned by some guy named Michael Jordan. I'm not I'm oh. not a big basketball guy, but apparently he was <laughs> he did something in the nineties, I guess eighties and nineties. Um, yeah, just do it. So. Um, <laughs> So talking about Blaney's average finish is 10th over the past 12 races. Uh, Bubba Wallace's average finish is 12th. Oh, wow. So, I mean, he's got four top fives in the past 12 races um, and two of those coming in the past year. Um, He finished second in the Daytona 500 last year and he finished second in the 500 of couple, I believe it was 2019 or 2020. Um, But he is a very good restrictor play driver he's a little bit more aggressive so he gets in a couple more accidents here and there but over the past over the past two years since moving teams he's kind of calmed down a little bit he got his first win at talladega and then he got his first or his first non-range shortened win this past year and so that kind of took a lot of pressure off of him because he was he was pushing pretty hard to try and get that first win and now that that's out of the way he's kind of he's kind of coming into his own so i think Bubba Wallace at 18 to one odds are that that's a value. All right. Beautiful. So Bubba at 18 to one. And uh, you said you were going to give us a longer shot. Uh, Who do you got in mind? So my longer shot is a gentleman by the name of Noah Gragson. Um, Noah Gragson is driving for petty, excuse me, not petty anymore. uh, Legacy motorsports, which used to be, the old Richard Petty team. Um, it is now owned by Richard Petty and Jimmy Johnson. So between the two owners, they have 14 championships, which is a little ridiculous to think about. 
Um, over 75 years of NASCAR, they have 14 championships among them. Um, That's crazy. So, so Gregson's a rookie this year, but he has experience in the Cup Series on these tracks um, in, in less in less good equipment. Um, he <laughs> finished in the top five uh, once last year. And this is really based off of his, um, I guess you'd call it the AAA of NASCAR, which is the Xfinity series. Um, he had a couple wins at Daytona. He is always in the top five, top 10. And now that he is actually signed on to a good team, a Chevy team, if there's someone that's going to come from like the middle or the back of the pack, it's probably going to be Gregson. Okay. All right. Well, that, um, and he's, what are his odds right now? Um, I have him at 45 to one. So, uh, okay. plus 4,500. Okay. Beautiful. So we can get almost like 45 to one on Gregson. That's good. And if I had a, if I had a, if I had the button bar hooked up to this podcast, I would have played that's a terrible name for Noah Gregson. Oh, right. <laughs> that's a terrible name. <laughs> awesome. Well, th- thank you. That is, that is, those are great picks. Uh, we're going to go with them. Um, let's hope one of them is like right there at the end. So we've, we've got a little bit of sweat and, um, get some of the rubes paid. So I'm excited. I might play some side bets on these guys myself. Um, if you were going to do like a, like maybe throw these guys into like a top five or a top 10 kind of bet. Cause I know that's the other bet that's popular with auto racing. Um, wh- which way would you lean? Um, I would go probably a top, I would go Bubba Wallace top five. Cause I think I was checking Caesars today and I think that's at, he's at plus 200 for that. Okay. Um, so, you know, pairing him up with, I don't know, uh, there's a guy named, uh, Michael McDowell who, if you want to do a, a cute little parlay, uh, Michael McDowell, four of his last uh, five races at Daytona have been top 10s, and he's plus 130 to get a top 10. So if you roll those two in a parlay, that could be a tasty little treat to you. That's greasy. I like that. I like that. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, beautiful. We'll uh, we'll get some action down. We'll we'll get that sent out. And uh, good luck to uh, good luck to you. Good luck to us on um, on all these bets. So. Um, thank you for the breakdown, Carl. That was awesome. Um, the other thing that's awesome about Carl, as we all know, in uh, and we played the clip during the intro, um, Carl won the jackpot when it was 31,500. Whole town knows. Everybody knows. <laughs> um, every time Marnie mentions you, she screams Carl into the microphone. Um, you're a power trip legend forever. Um, thanks to win the jackpot. Um, your thoughts, uh, tomorrow is if somebody hits it tomorrow, they're going to tie your record. Um, what, what are your thoughts as it hits 31 five? Like, are you, is it kind of cool that somebody's going to potentially break the record? Are you a little bit like heartbroken because you're no longer going to hold the record? Uh, what's your thoughts? I mean, it, it's a little bittersweet, but, um, honestly, like I'm pumped if, if someone wins it tomorrow or if someone wins it, you know, a year from now, I'm going to be pumped for him. I was pumped for Matt when he won. Mike, I was pumped. Mike, Mike. Yep. I was like that, Matt. Mike, <laughs> um, I was pumped for Mike when he won it. Uh, what was that last February? Like, mm-hmm. A little over a year ago. Um, might have been a year ago. Uh, but anyway, I was pumped for him when he won it. I'll be pumped for the next person for when they win it. It's, I don't know, it's just an awesome time. Like whenever you know you hear the we got one, <laughs> it's you know everyone's heart skips a beat. It's like oh here we go. Oh yeah. Um, and, you know, even if I don't have the highest amount anymore, like, eh, I, I still have a pretty good story to go with the first one. So I'm not oh, too upset. Yeah. 
<laughs> I hell, I have a good story to go with the first one, and you're the one that won it. So it was it was just cool to be in Vegas when that happened. That was uh, honestly of all the Vegas uh, power trip related memories, like that's a number one. It was just the place <laughs> went nuts. Uh, it was so much fun. Um, the, the follow up question, of course, is: Are you going to be calling in tomorrow morning? Uh, yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Like that? Talk about beyond beating the odds. If you somehow got in. <laughs> Got it right. Oh. And 131, exactly. Not so much because you might, you might eventually get through again. You know, somebody has to every week mm. and, you know, potentially you could hit it again. You know, it's not beyond, but imagine if you hit it exactly at 31.5 again. Like that was your number that you owned. <laughs> Got just the ultimate heel turn. <laughs> yeah. Then everybody would everyone, hate Carl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everyone loves Carl. Everyone loves Carl. And then, oh, he won it again. That son of a. <laughs> F that guy. Oh, yeah. Well, Maybe public enemy number one. <laughs> you know, and what's so funny and what people don't think about, because people, I think a lot of people are expecting it to hit pretty soon just because we're at the record number. And then after this week, we'll be in record territory. And so I think a lot of people in their minds are thinking, well, it's probably, you know, it's got to hit any time now. But, you know, remember, folks, that probability has no memory. And, you know, I still stand by, even though, you know, tomorrow will be the 150th jackpot um, and it's been hit twice. So you figure it's been hit roughly one out of every 75 times. I still stand by the one out of 246 number because that was the nerd number I came up with when I first calculated it way back when they started it. And. Um, you know, I still stand by it's probably pretty close to that. So if you assume that my number is somewhat close um, and the fact that probability has no memory, the correct over under for the for when the jackpot hits, if we were to do it like right now, the uh, the correct over under is uh, ninety three thousand dollars. Jeez. Isn't that nuts to think about? I'm like, oh, yeah, because I suppose it went up by it was going up by a thousand during the during the tournament, wasn't it? Yep. So yeah, so, so yeah. If, if if you were to like flip a coin, you had to pick one side or the other. I I I believe like right now the correct over under is uh, ninety three thousand dollars, and holy shit, if it gets to that that level, oh, it's crazy. I, so. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Like that that would be an ultimate moment on the power trip. <laughs> that would be pretty nuts. That's for sure. That would. uh Wow. Yeah. And imagine all the people that don't even listen to the power trip that would be trying to call in at that point. I mean, I honestly can't believe there's not more like just randoms that, that aren't listeners that call in, but may, and maybe they are, I don't know, but most of the people that call in seem to kind of get the bit. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, um, excited for that tomorrow. Um, it'll be bittersweet that Carl will no longer be the record holder, but shit, you could be the record holder for four more years. I mean, this thing might not go off for a long time. So I guess you'll always be the record holder until somebody actually gets it right. <laughs> I've got it until I don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Down memory lane we go. All right. Well, I thought uh, since we had Carl here, it would be fun to uh, go down memory lane and play an old sound clip. Now, I think the setup for this one um, I think it was when they were playing the Tim Peeler uh, Bigfoot audio that they love to play every now and then. I was lucky <laughs> enough to be in studio one day when they, one of the times I was in studio, they played that bit. And Sauce, I, Sauce loves that bit, I think, almost more than anything else. Um, and so I think they just got done listening to that. And Sauce decided to do some sound effects of his own. <laughs> Jim, we've told you a hundred times, stop making mouth noises. You're not the guy from Police Academy. 
Jim and up. Now you're just making duck sound. Now you're a city boss in a crowded street. Jim, stop. Stop making a dial tone. Jim, what the hell was that? Ambulance in England. <laughs> <laughs> is he still on the air? Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Sash just got a, a little carried away with some sound effects there. Uh, yeah, I, I always, lo- it, it reminds me so much too of like uh, when Sash did like the John Olerud bit and just these spontaneous, like, um, you know, welcome to Oz. Where's my helmet? So, <laughs> just always, always good when they just kind of leave him hanging, just leave him to his own devices for a little bit. Yeah, Corey hasn't done that in a long time. Where like hang, the hanging sauce out to dry thing. It, oh yeah, I, I love that bit because yeah, you're right. Because like when everybody else just shuts up and Sauce just has to like keep coming up with something off the top of his. It, it it's because because Corey Corey said this a long time ago and he's 100 percent right. When Sauce is left to do something, it is either a giant hilarious home run or it's such an epic fail that it is hilarious in and of itself. So either way, it always makes me laugh. Exactly. It's a win-win. Uh, it's the best. So, yes, yeah, a little trip down memory lane. Um, I'm assuming, Carl, you're a big Tim Peeler fan. Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. So good. All right. Well, uh, last thing we're going to do, um, in lieu of either quotes being on the podcast tonight, we're still going to do quotes notes. Quotes. Quotes notes. Quotes notes. Quotes. Quotes notes, quotes notes, quotes notes, quotes notes, quotes all right, and for quotes and notes tonight, we're just going to do a little AMA with Carl. So I have not uh, given him these questions in advance, so he is going to uh, give me some answers off the top of his head. Uh, you can be as long or as short as you want with these answers. But uh, yeah, five questions just to get to know even a little bit more um, about our guest host tonight. So um, question number one kind of relates back to the uh, the initial jackpot, but how is life as a homeowner? <laughs> um. So life as a homeowner is a lot of work, apparently. <laughs> um, <laughs> the fan has learned. The fan has uh, learned that, yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it's great having our own space. You know, little by little, we're, we keep trying to make, you know, make it our own. Like we painted the bathroom. We've, you know, done some stuff to the basement. Uh, we're starting to work on the kitchen, question mark. <laughs> um, we have, we've, my, my wife has painted one uh, one cabinet door, and so we're in the process of kind of deciding. Well, is this the is this the paint that we want to use? Like, what do we want to do for countertops? All that stuff. So it's a lot of decisions, but um, 
it, it's been good. It's it's an investment. Yes, <laughs> I've <absolutely>. learned. <laughs> absolutely, yes, uh, yeah. There, there's a lot of headaches that go with it, but um, you know that that was the cool thing because I was like, you know, when, when somebody does win a bunch of money like that, to be able to you know put that towards something cool like that and not just blow it on hookers and cocaine, you know, it's uh, it, it's actually kind of cool. Um, and um, so that's awesome. Yes, uh, well, welcome to the lovely life of home ownership. Um, the repairs never end. I. We were we were fortunate enough to buy a new house. Um, oh, good for me! Um, <laughs> oh, good for you! <laughs> when we bought this one, and um, yeah, for some reason that does not insure you from having to do crap all the time. So yes, uh, welcome aboard. Um, for me, it's been HVAC stuff. Like I swear to God, I can never Classic. never get good HVAC. So yay. Um, and this question might actually relate to the previous question. Uh, Carl, are you going to Vegas next month with the power trip? I am going to Vegas. I, not necessarily with the, I'm not doing the package. Right, um, right. <laughs> story of my life. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, looky here. Um, that's my second one of those, this podcast. <laughs> You're um, going to be the looky here guy from now on. Apparently. Apparently that's my bit. <laughs> Um, so the wife and I are going out on the Tuesday before the power trip goes out there. Um, and then we're staying through the next Tuesday. So we're going to be out there a full week. Hell yeah. But we're going to be doing other things because the Sunday before we go out there is my birthday. And so we kind of, kind of used it as like, a, oh, hey, it's, you know, it's going to be a birthday trip sort of thing. Um, and we'll, you know, I've never been to the Grand Canyon, so we'll take a day, go out to the Grand Canyon um, see a show or two. I've got a buddy that works for Cirque du Soleil. Oh, good for me. Nice. Um, who can help hook us up with a, with a ticket or two. So we've, we've got other stuff planned and, you know, obviously maybe spend a day sitting by the pool with a couple of cocktails. Hell yeah. Nice. Well, that, that's awesome. Um, I kind of, uh, I kind of remember that you were going, but, um, I, it was a good way to throw the question out there. Um, and that, yeah, that's, that's awesome going on. I've never, I think the longest I've ever been out there is five days and it was a lot of gambling. And yeah, the casinos just kind of all run together by the fifth day. So I think that's a great approach to like have other activities to do and time away from like, feeding the uh the old slot machine beast but uh yeah that's that's awesome i'm glad you're gonna be there uh you'll be getting uh getting a lot of love once again um at the at the shows i'm sure one one can only hope (laughs) awesome well the third question i had for you and this uh, relates to what we talked to earlier about daytona but how many nascar races have you personally attended so i nascar races i have only officially been to one actually Okay. Um, I went to one, and it was a long time ago at that. It was mid 2000s. I want to say it was like 2004. I went mm-hmm. to a Michigan race in 2004. Um, but growing up, we would always go up to uh, Princeton, uh, Minnesota. They have a local dirt track. And so we would go up there probably like every other Friday night to watch the dirt track races. Uh, been to Elko. Uh, oh, yeah. once or twice um and then my family is from the quad cities down in illinois and iowa mm-hmm. um like moline illinois area and so whenever we would go down there um my brother had a couple buddies that would do short track racing down there so we did oh, wow. a lot of we i've been to a lot of like local short track like late models street stocks that sort of stuff um but only one race with the big boys 
Okay. Well, well, I, I also have been to one race with the big boys. So clearly that makes me, uh, as, as big of a NASCAR expert as you, Carl, because we've both been to one race live. So <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah. And believe it or not, the one that I went to wasn't actually in Kansas City. I've never been to one in Kansas City. I just, you know, it never seems to work out. Um, and, um, yeah, I have, I have yet to be, go to one in Kansas City. The one I went to is actually Homestead, Florida back when that used to be like the championship, the last race of the year. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, we, we got to see the, uh, the championship. Um, and it was very anticlimactic because basically like a couple of people would have had to crash immediately for it to, to be much of a contest test but um it was fun it was it was amazing to see live like you just i had no appreciation for how fast those cars get to going and then how quickly they like slow down to make the corner and then how quickly they're like right back up to speed it was just it was it was really insane to watch uh, so i would i would encourage anybody if you've never been to one to try and get to one and if that happens to be in kansas city uh hit me up because the sports book happens to be like right next door to the racetrack so uh yeah we'll uh we can hit the sports book and uh maybe go to a race but uh yeah the, uh it, it was crazy i i had so much respect for it mm-hmm. and i don't know you really don't understand like the sense of speed, like you were saying, until you actually see them in person. And if, if you ever do go to a NASCAR race, uh, take no matter where you're at, take a couple, you know, take a couple minutes, take a 10, 15 minutes, go all the way down by the fence and just feel the energy, like feel them go by because mm-hmm. you will feel it through every inch of your body. And that's when you really know you're like, holy bleep, like. <laughs> It was. This is a thing. Yeah. And it was so freaking loud. Like, you know, obviously we need to bring like earplugs. Like we just, we didn't have like, you know, noise canceling headphones or anything. We just had like the old fashioned earplugs. But, um, yeah, cause like the way the bleachers were set up, you had to like go down the bleachers basically to the track to go to the exit to go out to like go to the concession or go to the bathroom. And so, yeah, there were a couple of times where I purposely like waited for the cars to come around when I was like exiting or entering. And yeah, it, just nuts. It, like, oh, you're, you're right. I mean, you just, you feel it with every fiber of your being. All right. Um, next up, uh, question number four. Uh, they asked meat sauce this week and his answer was a frog. Carl, what's your favorite animal? <laughs> um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> it was brilliant. I love, just... I love that because, because one of the bits that is so true is whatever Corey suggests that immediately becomes meat sauce's answer that he sticks to no matter what. Like when they do the whole bit about like, you know, um, meat sauce, how much would I have to pay you to do blah, blah, blah? How about $50,000 and sauce? Yeah, like, I'd pay yeah, 50,000. I'd do 50. Uh, what about 49? No, 50 is my number. <laughs> and of course, it's the number <laughs> that Corey gave him. I love, I love that meat sauce is like that. It happened again with the frog, but, um, yeah. So, uh, what, what do you think? Give me, give me a, give me an animal. Uh, I think it probably a sloth. I'm, <laughs> I'm just lazy as hell. <laughs> like, if, uh, if if I could just move that slow and just not not give a bleep about anything, just mm, leaf <laughs> slow chomp. Have you ever seen Perfect. Zootopia? 
Oh yeah, the DMV yeah. scene. Yes, I lost my. That, okay, Zootopia. Like I'm gonna go Tommy's takes on this for a second. Zootopia, yeah. banger, dude. Shakira. <laughs> oh my god. Like I, I, I was, I was so in love with Shakira in that movie. Oh, would you? <laughs> Duh. Duh. Like so, the first time I saw that movie, I was on a cruise with a buddy of mine. Um. His family invited me. Uh, he ended up being the best man at my wedding. Okay. But um, there was one day where, like, the chop was so bad that, like, we just, like, if you got out of bed, you were getting seasick. It was it was terrible. Um, but they had the, uh, the like, in-cruise entertainment of um, movies, and it was, like, Pompeii, and then it was Zootopia. And then it was, like, some awful dinosaur children's movie that... It was like the good dinosaur. Oh not god, that movie's awful. Yes. But so I watched Zootopia like four or five times like that day. And <laughs> every time it got to the slot scene. I, the first time I think I legitimately was heave crying, laughing so hard. Oh, it's it was so brilliant. When he does that smile and it takes like about 20 <laughs> seconds for him to smile, it's it's brilliant. I mean, I, I have to go see every kid's movie because, you know, uh, my right. son wants to go see everything. So I end up at every single kid's movie. And I'm like, I, I appreciate ones like that, that like, you know, there's things that adults find funny or, you know, that that are interesting. Plus a little Shakira. You know, if they had Shakira in every kid's movie, I'd I'd be much more willing to go to all of them. Oh, yeah. Take my money. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Those hips don't lie. All right. Last but not least, that was a, that was a great answer, Sloth. I love that. Um, last one. Um, if you and your wife choose at some point to have kids, would you name your son Carl Jr.? No, I'd name him Hardy's. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, no, I would not do Carl Jr. Um, <laughs> you name him Kane and say I'm raising Kane. There it is. <laughs> uh, no, I, na- I name him Thick Burger. <laughs> He's thick. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> good answer. Good answers. Good answers. It's like the family feud. Good answers. Good answers. So. <laughs> Survey says. Survey says a bingo. <laughs> All right. Well, cool. Well, that's gonna do it for this week's show. Um, Carl, thanks for dropping a ton of knowledge. Um, a ton of fun. Some good laughs. Um. I'm assuming anybody that listens to this podcast already follows you on social media, but why don't you, uh, why don't you give out your, uh, social media tags if you have some? Um, yeah. So if you're not already, you can follow all of my hot NASCAR takes. Um, you can say that with a straight face. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Carl Rotman, or I'm actually, I'm doing, uh, streaming on Twitch every once in a while too. So if you're on Twitch, you can follow me. Uh, I think it's, crot underscore almighty so it's c-r-o-t underscore almighty um i don't know if i get i get bored on like wednesday and thursday nights and end up playing either iRacing or at some point i'll play like legend of zelda or something like that just oh sweet something to change it up but yeah it, if you guys want to check it out feel free to stop on by and you know laugh at me yeah not with me <laughs> I'll have to follow you on Twitch because I don't like know anybody that I w- ever have ever watched on Twitch. So it'd be kind of cool to actually like know somebody and watch them play. So that's uh, that's awesome. I will have to check that out. Um, are you are you doing Haven Poker? Oh, I am actually doing Haven Poker. That's what's your um, name there? I think it's also Crot Almighty on that. Um, okay, let me pull that bad boy up real quick and <laughs> double check the app. 
Oh yeah, because it is it K fan Corey or is it Corey K fan? I'm not. I think it's K fan Corey. I think he's. You know what? He's number one in my friend list. Like he's the first person that I friended on there, and so he's number one in my list. So accidentally, I invite him to play like all the time because like I accidentally click that first name, and I'm always like, "Eh." yeah, it's K fan Cove is him. And yeah, actually, gotcha. you, you're my number. You're actually number two, right below him. Yeah, it is C Rod uh-huh. underscore Almighty. So there you go. There's, yeah, uh, Corey has not accepted any of my challenges yet. So, <laughs> womp yeah. womp womp womp. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. He said on the after party that I'm two and zero against him. I'm actually two and one. He did beat me the third time we played, but um, yeah, I'm. And I might never accept a challenge from him again. Just end my career with a winning record <laughs> against Corey. But no, absolutely. That's, it's fun. It's fun to play. Like, I love the games are quick and I'll just like play them like between meetings or something at work. I'll be like, Hey, I got five minutes to kill. Let me play a quick game against somebody. So, well, yeah, um, it's been awesome. So it's kind of fun. So, all right. Well, we got you. You're on Twitch. You're on Haven Poker. And of course, you're on Twitter and everybody should be following you. Um, I'm of course at, uh, Power Trip Bets on Twitter. Um, PT bets on Instagram and I'm just bets, B E T Z on Haven Poker. So, um, Sign me up as a friend. Um, challenge me to play. I'm I'm probably the most average poker player. I'm like right at fifty percent across the board with my game. So uh, if you're good, you should be able to beat me. So all right, well that will do it for this week's episode. Carl, thank you so much for joining, and we will talk to you guys in two weeks. Thank you much. Have a great weekend. Bye bye now. <laughs>